With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chandelier Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Blog Talk Radio. We are poor little lambs who have lost our And Dave Wilkerson, where being a black sheep is a good thing. You never know what they're going to say. Well, good evening, everybody. Here it is, March 5th. They tell me that winter is almost gone. Well, actually, I haven't had to have too much of that. But I know that my good friend, Bob Granger, has had to deal with a lot of it. Bob, are you snowed out? Are you okay? Are you with me tonight? It's funny you mentioned that. You know, uh, I've been laughing a lot today, some of our conversations and that, but I came in my office this morning. So I'm out in yep. the country, you know, Afton, right? I mean, no uh, no traffic lights, all that it's stuff. Out of the planet. Anyway, well, we, we have, like, critters that, like, live under our office, you know, like woodchucks and skunks and things like that. So I went into the office this morning about quarter to five, <laughs> And and I was greeted with a tremendous skunk aroma. So must be a woodchuck was starting to get rousty down there, and and a skunk decided to to get his attention. So that's how the day started. So and and that's how your 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 comedic laughter type day started from a skunk. Yeah. Wow, you're an interesting yeah. guy. You know that you definitely are one of a kind, my friend. One of a kind. <laughs> well, you know, it was one of those days. You know, by the way, how you feeling? Uh, a little bit of a cough back. Um, you know, not bad though. It's it's like anything else. I I, I listen. I need beautiful weather. To me, there's no doubt that's half of the issue. Um, when the sun's out, I'm not coughing as much. I'm feeling better. You know, I'm down here in Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, down with my grandkids. And I'm going to be down here for, I believe, a couple more weeks. Um, you know, because the weather hasn't been wonderful down here, but it's sure been a whole lot better than what you've seen in the Northeast or in Dallas today. That sort of made me giggle and laugh a little bit when I watched them getting hit with all that snow. But, um, oh, yeah. I guess I'm feeling okay. We'll, we'll see tonight how tonight goes, Bob, because I always worry. And we're just going to say something. We always kid about this. We're going to say something that's going to get us in lots of trouble. Trouble. <laughs> well, you'll have that. But yesterday, uh, you didn't cough hardly at all yesterday. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's hit or miss. It depends. You know, I didn't uh, didn't take a break today. So I was doing some work uh, right up until the show started. And um, it takes its toll. I'm okay. I mean, the weather was rainy. It was like a... Um, almost like a monsoon for a while down here. And I was out in it because one of the great things about what I do is I can also go to the bus and see my grandkids and bring them back to the house. So, but being out in the rain wasn't a lot of fun. I can say you that. Well, I'm, I'm pumped about the show tonight. You know, like uh, every, um, 
every Thursday before the show, you know, no matter what the day brought me. Today was a little bit lethargic day, you know, one of those business days where the, the contracts that were supposed to kick in today, they said, well, we're getting to it, mm-hmm. things like that. You know, and so you, you, ha- like you try to get out of mail. that. Yeah, yeah, you try to get, yeah, we have a problem with a major corporation that we're going back and forth with, you know, and, and when you get those, when you're dealing with those big boys, and you're a little boy, the big boys are in, they're in control, you know what I mean? So, but anyway, so in order to get out of that kind of like lethargic type of thing, I says, all right, I'm going to have to exercise. So what I did is I went to exercise, and you know how I always put on Art Williams, do it. You know, from our I, I guess factory so. nation. Oh my God! Uh-huh. When you start listening to that, when you really start listening to that guy, man, that pumps you up. Yeah, he pumps you up. I got done with that yep. and hit fly, you know, and uh, with believe, and I'm ready, man. We're gonna have fun tonight. Well, so how about you over the last week? You been in trouble at all? Or you been doing good? No, I, I, I think that uh, you know. Well, I mean. A little bit of trouble. I mean, that, that's that's normal, you know. But it, it's been a great week. I mean, uh, you know, the promotion is winding down, you know, and and so it's an exciting time because there's there's activity out there. I have to tell you uh, this great story that happened last night. You know, like Dwayne, he's he's out, he's in India, right, with the Hindus, you know, on his three month vacation during the the greatest promotion the the company's ever had. You know, in fact, he's going to promote. Dave to executive while he's on a three month vacation. He's got such a That's fantastic beautiful. team. Yeah, yeah, and he started this uh, uh, this evening before the, the the meeting at the Ithaca Coffee House. It's one of those quirky Ithaca places. You know how Ithaca is, man. I mean, oh yeah, it's got yeah. like a dome over it for a twenty mile radius or something. Ithaca is is weird. I love Ithaca, but it's, I love Ithaca anyway. too, though. So I guess we fit right yeah. in. Oh. Yeah, I know. It, it, I just love Ithaca. So anyway, uh, you know, some of the guys called me up and said, hey, listen, Dwayne's out of town. You know, every, you know, we have a lot of new people coming in here, and everybody's going to be over there. Would you come over? And I said, sure. So anyway, so I got there, and, and I'll tell you, you could, you could feel the excitement. I mean, we had uh, Tim Drake's new senior consultant there, Jonah Joan Friedman, new senior consultant there. You had Caleb there, who's got a huge team, you know, and, and a bunch of new people, great people there. And, and the excitement, we're talking about the, the sun run solar that's coming, you know, and, and, and the, the, the promotion that's current, you know, and everybody was pumped, you know. And so, uh, after about a half hour, Tim and I are, were kind of off to the side of the tables, and there was about 10 or 12 of us there. And this young guy comes up. Good-looking guy, you know, and uh, and he says, "Hey, I I couldn't help but but overhear you guys, you know, and you're talking about energy and solar. What what are you guys doing, you know?" And uh, and so I'm looking at Tim, and I says, "All right, Tim, you know, uh, go ahead, give it to him, you know." And Tim says, "Well, what are you doing for 45 minutes at 7:30?" The guy says, "I guess I'm hanging out with you." <laughs> so he went. So yeah. So Alexander, you know, went with, with Tim up to the to the plan, and we had we had the plan at the Ramada Inn. And I'll tell you, we had a terrific plan. Tim did the first three, and Jonah did the first half for his first time, and and he was tremendous. Pat Foot was spectacular with the second half. That's Just great. Animated yep. and 
just oh my gosh, he was just a hundred percent dead on. I mean, th- those three guys made the the close a walk in the park, you know, because they just laid a tremendous foundation. Anyway, this this young man, the sharp guy Alexander, which I guess he's fin- finishing up his master's or doctorate or something, and said he could use some extra money. He signed up on the spot. He That's signed good. up on the spot, you know, and 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 and, and all excited. But but they see he's a young guy, and there's this youth movement there that that's it, it's just captivating. And Tim just texted me and said that he and Alexander are going to Maine tomorrow because they have action to take care of. Isn't that something? And that's what excitement. Well, that's great. Because, well, you know the other. You're right because I tell you what the millenniums. I love how we. We always label generations, you know, but the millenniums yeah. are, are are definitely going to have to find additional things to do to make oh, up yeah. for some of the income loss because a lot of the jobs that you know were out there, you know, as 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 little as ten years ago are no longer there. You know, I mean, they keep talking about yeah. all the jobs we have, and most of them are at uh, uh, you know the fast food places, and who wants to work there and try to have a career out of that and pay off and pay off college on top of that? So no, they need well, to do something like what we do. But you're 100% right, Dave. In fact, I was I was talking to a brand-new consultant just the other day, and she in, in Ithaca in the paper the other day, it was a big article in Ithaca that their tuition now is 40000 a year. If you wow. if you do room and board, it's fifty five thousand for Ithaca College. Now it's a great it's a great liberal arts college, one of the best in the country. But in the meantime, I was talking with this this new consultant, and she's talking to her her girlfriend because she graduated from Ithaca College, but couldn't find anything in her career yet, and she's a receptionist now with a couple hundred thousand dollar education, you know, or making twenty seven thousand dollars a year. Yep. You know, I, I mean, I mean you if, know. If the, yeah, if, if the youth would really focus in on this right now, my gosh, they could do things that they, they'd never believe. And then they could go out there and get that job that they wanted because they could have the time to find it, you know. Well, you know, one thing network marketing does, too, is it develops other skills. You know, because one thing I've seen <laughs> is that you watch people, and, you know, I watch people that are any age. You watch them progress. The longer they're in a business like what we do, they get up there in front of people. They're interacting with people. They become more social. And next thing you know, all of those skills go to benefit them later on, even if it's just to go find a real a, a real job. You know, I mean, I, I don't mean yeah. to say it that way. I mean, just, just a good job. You know, not an average job, yeah. but a real good job. Because if you're sharp, if someone sees that during the interview process, you know, you're going to get the advantage over someone else if you have everything else equal. But if you know how to handle and talk with people, they're going to want you. You know, so... I think it's a great learning ground as well, and I wish more people would do this versus getting themselves so deep in debt that they'll never get off underneath that snowball. Well, when I was uh, watching that uh, Art Williams do it or or listen to Uh it today, you know, he was saying, I mean, that is 1987. That's 28 years old, and it's more applicable today. Seems like yesterday, Bob. (laughs) Well, I know, but I mean... If, if any anybody on this call should listen to this, well, they can't listen to it tonight because they wouldn't be able to sleep. But when they get up in the morning, what a way to start your day! But I mean, it's more applicable today than it was even back when he did it. I mean, that's that's how timeless his his uh, speech is. I'm telling you, it, it's it, we're, we're perfectly timed right now. Well, you know, that's a part with everything we do, and you know. Um... Again, it's been an interesting week. I've really looked at what we've accomplished 
This is our 21st show, Bob. 21st. <laughs> you know, it's pretty remarkable. You know, I, I know that when we started, I think we we're going to do it every two weeks or every three weeks. And very quickly, we had to do it every week. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I want to do it more than once a week, but at the same point, you get a, you have to share a lot of information. And we're having incredible feedback from a lot of people. Actually, what's funny is I'm having a lot of feedback from a lot of people I didn't expect to hear from, and the ones I expect to hear from, I'm hearing nothing, you know. So sort of an interesting <laughs> dynamic, you know. But it's, at the same point, you know, we did. We climbed up over 2,500 listeners Last week, I have no idea what's going to happen this week. You know, I think we've got a good topic. Uh, you know, part of it is, is that a lot of people do need some help. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about tonight a couple of key things. One is how do you take care of the existing person you just brought into business? And we're going to talk about how do you find new business partners that will want to join with you? Okay, so we're going to go on a little bit of that. And, Bob, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sort of ask you a few questions, you know, and then um, – in my way, I get to, you know, tear it all apart, but it's sort of fun doing it that way. And I guess you could try to ask me a question, but I do control the studio so I can mute you at a moment's I, notice. Okay, I know, I know. There, you know. There is, you do have an edge. There's no question there. I, I always try to keep an edge, Bob. You know that, right? You More than anybody. You know, but we're having a conversation or two. Let's, let's talk about a subject that I think that is really critical to anyone who's listening, especially right now. Customers, okay? Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about how um, maybe we go out after customers in our traditional companies and show you how they parallel what's going on right now with your Ambit business. Because I know right now that's the one thing that people are, you know, some are struggling. You know, it's no different. And, and Bob, you know, you going out there and find your customer. I know we chatted about this in detail over the last couple of days. But, I mean... What's your advice, more than anything? I know the favorite well, I, thing works, but really, what's your advice for that? Well, I'll I tell you, actually, Dave, the the best advice for that is something that I learned about, I don't know, 72 hours ago from you. It's something that Uh-oh. I've always felt, you know, but... What was that, Bob? But, you know, and the, the old, you know, the, the more you're around, the more that you listen. You know, and 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 what you said, <laughs> nice the, the, you know, I I have to say it that what what you said was the best way to get a good customer is by being a great customer first. Okay. Yep. Yep. That that sounds like something I would come up with. You know. Well, I mean, because I think. Well, you know, I I had a conversation with somebody earlier this week, and that's when they asked me. Said, you know, you know, Dave, how many customers did you had? And I said like twenty ish. They go, well, a lot. I said, well, I don't need any more than that to maximize the whole compensation plan. You know? And they said, well, how do you know you can keep those customers? And I said, well, because I'm a great customer of theirs. And they go, well, yeah. explain that. You know, because everybody is so used to being told to go out there and talk to all their neighbors. You know, take the whole block. You know, I know we're not supposed to, but walk door to door, put flyers out, whatever. You know, instead, I've never did that. I, I just went to the people that I've been a, a great customer to. For years, not for a week, not for a month, but for years. And they know that I've been their great customer. And it was a whole lot easier to ask them to be my great customer since I'd been one. So I think it makes a little bit of sense. I know you deal with the same thing, right, Bob? I, I do. In fact, that's that's my uh, 
greatest customer base. I mean, uh, and I have a couple interesting stories there too. I mean, the thing is, first of all, any anyone is a great customer to at least five people, and that's the biggest issue now is the, is the five customers. Everyone is get them out of the way. But yep. yeah, and but and, and I tell you, there's there's and especially for the new people that see the new people didn't experience that polar vortex that we experienced last year. You know, I mean, this year it seems to be worse. Obviously, yeah, it doesn't uh, seem a whole lot better, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's 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 very interesting on how markets can be manipulated by major corporations, you know, just like our gas, you know, gasoline, but but that's another subject, but uh you know, I had a I had a, a a good friend of mine that that I do a lot of business with and I had many of his meters, you know, and uh well, I was I I kind of lost track and he fell off of guaranteed savings and then he hit default oh, pricing. Yeah, yeah, and and it was it was in a time where a couple of his shops were using natural gas. You know, and so he he got hurt. He called up and says, "What the heck's going on?" and and I did some research and and he uh somehow he missed the the reop and I missed reminding him about the reop, you know, and uh I don't yeah. know how I did it, but I did, you know. So I made it right for him because I, I felt I had that obligation. I, I made it right. but And I also asked him, I says, listen, I want you to take some of your meters and I want you to go someplace else for a while. You know, Now, see, now that's shocking, right? That's shocking. Yeah. A lot of people would be surprised. What did you do? You told him to go someplace else? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did because, and, and I said, what I want you to do is I want you to try them and I want you to come back to, in six months and let me know how I can do it for you. And and here's right. the thing, Dave. Uh, that just happened a little over a week ago. He called me up. I do a lot of business with this guy. I mean, I bought my Audi from him, the vet from him, and we buy trucks from him. He does all of our work. And and he told me when I said, I want you to go someplace else, he says, that's not necessary. He says, no, I, I want you to do it. I want you to do it and, and, and because I want to see exactly how good that I think we are. And you know what? And so he uh, took some of his meters, went someplace else, and he went to a couple of different retailers. That was the interesting thing. He went to a couple of different ones, you know. And uh, anyway, this week he, uh, you know, he calls me up and he says, "Hey, man, I want you to do an analysis of those meters, and you know, see if you can help me." I says, "Okay." And I did the analysis. My gosh, on the natural gas, we are like eighteen percent less money. You know, right now, and we were we were like 14% less than his electricity rates in every one of his bills. And I told him, he says, awesome, man, I'll roll him over. And I said, I'm going to put myself as a secondary contact, so you'll never have to worry about going off guarantee. You know, and I have everything covered for you. And he says, it's awesome, man, it's always a pleasure. And that's how it was. You know, um, that's the best way to get it, customers. It, By point. being that great customer is the best way, Dave. Yeah, it, it's – and, you know, it, it doesn't always come natural for everybody, but, you know, because I've had – again, everybody goes out there and they've got a little different ways to get customers, but you watch they do it some of the old school way. And, and again, being traditional traditional business owners like you and I are, I think we view this really differently. And I've always viewed it as I research – even my potential customer, I'm sort of researching who they are. Now, if they're friends or family or someone I do business with, I already know who they are. So it makes it easy. And then I know that if I approach them the right way, they're going to become my customer because 
I haven't gone to the well so many times, right? You know, that's what we could talk about oh, too. Yeah. You know, sometimes people are getting turned down because they've gone and they've approached them with every deal they've gotten into. You know, so the person oh, yeah. saying, "Oh, what is it now?" And they go, "Well, you don't stay with anything for more than a month. Why am I going to become your customer? <laughs> then I got to cancel. That's a pain in the butt, right? Don't you, right, Bob? Yeah. Am, I, am I correct that, in that? I mean, you see it. But, yeah, hundred percent correct. You know, it, it it happens all the time. A lot of times too with family. I mean, family's tough a lot of times because you know usually family's with real. family, yeah, you you trade back and forth favors anyway all the time, constantly. You're trading back and forth families. And so when you go to the family and say, I'd like you to do me a favor, sometimes they just, you know, it, it, it's just a not a real great fit sometimes. You know, until well, once you have your track record, it's okay. But in the beginning stages, if you're going to that person that you've been that great customer for a long time, Boy, I'm telling you, that's 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 a slam dunk every time. Every time that's a slam dunk. Yeah, it, it's really funny because that's what it was. Someone asked me, he said, uh, uh, they had a problem with the family member. And I said, well, to be honest with you, the only customer I have from the family is my is my mother. You know, my one of my other brothers yeah. lives out of market. He's in Virginia. But, um, but the brother that is in Pennsylvania, I never even asked him. And someone said, well, why yeah. wouldn't you ask him? And I said, you know, he would do anything for me, but I just didn't feel like I wanted to deal with the questions. You know? <laughs> and again, well, you know how it is. I mean, again, yeah. would he do it for me if I really, if I pleaded with him? Oh, in, in a in a heartbeat. But the reality of it is, I didn't need to. You know, I just went out right. there and found people that I wrote checks out to, people that I've been there, customers. I've gone to their restaurants. I've done you know business with them for a long time. And they were more apt to help me out because, you know, my brother, now my brother would do anything for me. That other person, I wouldn't want them to do anything. I, I just want to do something simple. And that's what this was. So, you know, it was a whole lot easier. But, you know, my, my brother, he's a nuclear engineer. He actually works for a power company, one of the largest in the country. Um, but I, I guess I don't want to ask him because I'm going to hear about energy. I, I don't want to, you know, it's funny. We talk about golf. We talk about skiing. <clears throat> I really don't want to talk about energy with an energy expert all the time because <laughs> he'll be telling me about about nuclear power. How and I, I just don't want to deal with that. So it's easier to say, "Let's go golf" instead of "Will you be my customer?" Right? Yeah. Well, even Ray says his first customer was his barber that he'd been getting his hair cut for twenty years. Ray Makes was sense, a great right? customer. Yeah, my, I mean, my first customer is my stockbroker. You know, uh, one of my great customers is uh, Main Street Grill and Bakery. I've known her for years, good friend of mine, and I go there to dinner for all the time. All the time, you know, and, and I'm, uh, it's the simplest way. And and I tell you right now, with all the new consultants that are out there right now, all of them, right. and so many of them are going to time out. It's a travesty to see this because it gives Ambit a black eye. It really does because all of a sudden people are going to say, ah, "I tried that." You know, and it doesn't work. You know, but if those people would go to the the guy that sells them their car insurance, I have right. four meters from the guy that I buy my car insurance from for my vehicles. Four meters. You know, and and so <laughs> right there, I mean, if if people would just go to those people that they have been dedicated customers for so long, everybody would getting be getting paid right now. 
Everybody would. You know, and it, it's also it's the easiest. It's probably the the least tension filled person you can talk to because believe it or not, family that that's tension for a lot of people. You know, oh, yeah. you're just thinking, oh my gosh, I don't want to ask them. I'm going to listen to so much grief. Well, you know, the difference is your family will always be your family. But right. you've got the person that you're a great customer to. He also knows he's got to be a little bit, you know, nice to you. I mean, listen, and I'm not one for the tit for tat thing. But at the same right. point, if I do support somebody, mm-hmm. I like them to support me. I don't think there's anything wrong in that. And I think it's how you approach that with that person. But, I mean, I've got a place up north, uh, up on my camp, that I go to breakfast almost every morning. And, uh, you know, it's really great when on Facebook they're commenting and saying things, man, I really miss your face around here. When are you coming back up? And I'm thinking, it's minus 18 yesterday. It's not going to be any time <laughs> soon, you know. <laughs> you know, he hasn't figured that out. But they also said, he goes, hey, when you come back up, you know, make sure you, you sign me. I want to be your customer. And wow. the thing yeah. is, I never approached him to be my customer, but he knew what I was doing. And he asked to be mine. You know, yeah. that's what that's enjoyable for me in the business. When that happens, yeah. it's very enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's exciting being somebody's great customer, I think. I like giving people the business because I know that I'm helping them and their family. Makes me feel good. Well, there's no question. You know, Bob, if you're a brand new person, I'll go through how I uh, sort of find those people because, again, I'll be a little systematic. When I was going targeting my customers, I know they always say share the business, share the plan, and you get customers. I say I, I don't disagree with that, but for your first five customers, you just want to get your customers in place. So what I yeah. did is I made a list of all the businesses, all the people that I spent money with, and I, I went through my top ten. I did a David Letterman thing, my top ten people, and – Beside each of them, I put down what type of business that they had. And then I, I, I thought about a relationship thing I had with them, whether it be, you know, I remember going in there, bringing in coffee and donuts. We sat around chatted for two hours about the Adirondacks. And I would put all that in one form. And <clears throat> from that, I would either contact or call them, or I'd say, hey, listen, I got to stop by. I got to pick up my dry cleaning. I got to pick up. I got to talk to you about a new addition I want to put on at camp. What do you have time for me? And then when I'm there with them going over that, that's when I say, but you know, listen, by the way, I value the way you treat me as a customer. Now you you must let me have the honor of doing the same thing to you. Wow. Now, that's, that's how are they going to cool. say no? Right? Yeah. yeah that's, because that's, what you're doing is cool. you're, 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 you're not only thanking them for the way they've treated you, but you're saying, come on, let me be that, that do as great a job as you did for me. Let me do that for you. Yeah. And yeah. I, I've never had anybody turn me down on that. Wow, that, you know? that's excellent. But 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 to clarify, and that's why I say my top ten, if I had somebody I'd stop by and pick up a, you know, a, a, a pad of legal pads, legal papers, one time in ten years, I'm not a great customer to him. You know? Right. So I'm not right. going to go in there and say, you know, listen, I bought these 10 yellow legal pads. I bought the big size. So you should be my customer. No, that's not it. You know, but but the but the guy that supplied my business's office supplies, which was you know that. hundreds of thousands of dollars. Guess what? 
I would have no problem nailing him down and saying, it's time, buddy. You know, it's time. I'm loving listening to the eloquence you just used on on your first customers because uh, although we're so similar in so many things, like my first customer when I talked to my stockbroker down in New York City, you know, and I called him up, you know, and, and said, hey, Tommy, who are you using for electricity and natural gas? And he said, well, I'm using National Grid for natural gas and, and electricity. Uh, I'm using Con Ed. And I said, oh, that's great. Not anymore. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and he, he says, what? <laughs> I said, hey, I just started a retail energy business part-time. I says, you know, I've been a customer of yours for years. Would Would you do me a favor and... Be my customer for 90 days. If you don't like it after 90 days, I'll, I'll switch it back myself. Would you do that? And he said, of course I would. You know, we had that kind of relationship, but I was thinking about the, the cool way that you just said it and the way that I said it. But we both got the same results because the we were great thing. customers. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, you, you, you want to do it in your own language, you know. But listen, <laughs> again, what you said to him essentially was, I was your great customer. Please be mine now. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's almost impossible for people to turn you down. And I also believe that that, um, you should feel very comfortable saying that to people. So write your list and make it your top ten. You know, for the fun of it, you might be surprised. Put your dollar amount down next to what you spend over the year or over the lifetime with them. Put that amount down there. So when you're talking to them, you know, man, I've spent $15,000 with this person. You because know, yeah. that way when you go to talk to them, you're not going to be so apt to say, oh, yeah, okay, fine, no problem. You know, instead you're going to say, really? Are you kidding me? Right. You know, and it's oh, okay yeah. to do that when you're a great customer. It is not okay to do that if you're not really a good customer. Exactly. Then you're taking yeah. advantage. The other way, no, I'd have no issue with going after them. You know, I, that's, it's, well, well, listen, they, Bob, we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, the new people coming in, what you can do to help them. But I also, I'm just dying for your Lone Granger segment. And the question I have for you, and this is, it's going to get funnier and funnier, because what's going to happen when we get to Z? And then what are we going to do next week? You could go to double A or something? I don't know. We'll have to figure that out, you know. <laughs> well, what's the letter tonight, anyhow? It's the 11th letter. P, because last week it was O, remember, it was, it was O, it's P this week, O, O last week was, you know, open your eyes and see things as they really are. I could go wild with that one. Okay, listen. Oh, I know I'm, you I'm, could. I'm going to just say, let's see, P, it could be people, right? It could be people. Yeah, it, it could be. Am I right? But don't forget, no. this is the, this is the the ABCs to your dreams. You know what I mean? This is you have to remember. It's a success ladder climb. Yeah, but it's also you doing it. So I know it's all subject to change. So you know, okay, fine. <laughs> that is. Let's true. go ahead. We'll that do your intro, true. and then uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to turn my mic off and cough for a second, and then I'll be right back. Good luck, Bob. Because remember, this is live and it is recorded. I'm ready.
ordinary horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver. So all of us, let's welcome our very own Lone Granger. Well, Dave, we're back at it again. You know, we talked about the ABCs to, of your climb up the success ladder, you know, to, to achieve your dreams. You know, you have to remember your ABCs. You know, so this week the letter is P. Like I said before, last week it was O, and that was open your eyes and see things the way they really are. In other words, don't fool yourself. You know, I, to be honest, I had a lot of trouble with P because there, there, it, it just there's so much out there. In fact, you and I talked about it today because – Patriot was a great word because we're both great patriots. You know that that's a great idea, but it just uh, it, it did it didn't flow right. So then I started thinking, okay, how about how about how about perseverance? You know you you know you never give up on what you set out to do. Perseverance that's a great word. And then I thought, no no not this time. How about patience? You know a calm endurance you know, without complaining, patience. I thought that was great. And then I thought, oh, I got it. I got it. I thought, perfect. I love perfect because completely only accept the best. Then I said, no, we can do more. We can do more with that. And then I, then I thought, okay, how about this? Practice makes perfect. But then I thought, no, that's not true. Practice only makes permanent. I mean, how many times have you seen somebody – you know, practicing their golf swing on a, a driving range. They're terrible. They're practicing to be terrible. I mean, uh, uh, you know, that, so that doesn't work. Practice basically makes permanent. So I thought, wait a minute. How about if we do this? How about perfect practice makes perfect? Because, see, think about it. When, when you're be, trying to become perfect, you're removing faults. You know, you're improving. You're completing things. And so if you take all of that and you put that in front of practice, that perfect practice, that's going to drive and develop into perfection. All right? And and that's the thing about your climb up that success ladder. You know, you're you're always going to be climbing, and it's a slow and tedious climb. But if you're striving for that perfect practice, and doing it over and over and over again, ultimately, you're going to start approaching perfection. That's why I like perfect practice makes perfect, Dave. And that's the letter of the alphabet for your success climb tonight. What do you think? Last chance. Take it or leave it. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, no, I like that. I like that a lot, Bob. You know, it's funny. You spend about the first 30 seconds trying to decide what letter you're going to do. Do you make this up on the fly as you're doing it each night? I I, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I love that. You know? <laughs> Listen, we, we always said the reason we started this show was because people were commenting. You know, they'd be sitting, they'd be driving with us somewhere, and you and I would be talking to each other. So they get a one-sided conversation, but they'd be saying, is that how you guys talk to each other like all the time? And I said, yeah, it's pretty strange. You know, and he go, man, you, I wish we could listen in. And we said, well, let's just do a radio show. So next thing you know, there goes our Thursday nights, right, Bob? So, you know, I, yeah. I, I love your ladder of success. There's no question in that. <laughs> well, I tell it you, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And if people 
listen and think about it, you know, because people can change their life. They can change it if they choose to. I love it. Yeah, I believe that, too, and I believe that our, part of our responsibility is making sure we help as many people as possible. And I know, listen, it, this customer part is a struggle for some people. So I'm hoping the little bit that we share with you tonight will help you at least develop some way to go find those low-hanging fruit customers, those handful hey, you hey, need Dave, to trigger your first set of bonuses. What? Let me ask you a question, Dave. And this is a, this is a good question, too, because and I think this comes up to people a lot of times. You know, many times uh, people start the business and, and they're they're not in an area and, and some of their sphere of influence isn't in an area that's open yet. You know, like in mass, some of the, the places right now, like that's electricity yeah. doesn't open until the end of March, you know, and then, and then right. they're in areas that they don't have natural gas because they have only fuel oil. And so, you know, they have to think outside the box. You know, how how what do you think the best way is for some of those people to think about getting a strong referral outside, you know, their 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 immediate area? Well, it's more difficult, there's no question. You know, um you know, some of the times the only the only time typically I'll take someone who's out of market is is during the interview process. And yes, that's what I really do when I talk to someone to come into business, I almost interview them. Um They've got to have had a connection in that market that we're opening. You know, I mean, I have yeah. no problem someone that, that, you know, grew up in New York State, all their family's there, and they've moved to Florida. You know, you, you could be successful in this business because, again, you don't have to get, you know, more than a couple handfuls of customers. And you could do that through those people that either you knew, grew up with, or did business with back in your home state. You know, but... If you were if you were fresh and had no connections, it's definitely more difficult. <clears throat> and I think the only way to do that is it depends what you do for your professional career, you know. But if you have a job and you're dealing with people from out of state, you know, you develop a relationship with them. Again, you got to be very careful because you're getting paid to do a job. You're getting you're not getting paid by by a traditional business owner to build your ambit business. Okay, so you got to keep that in mind all the time. But if you develop a relationship with someone outside of, you know, your local area and in a market area that we're in, you know, I have no problem saying, listen, later on tonight, can I give you a call? I want to share with you something, but I can't do it during our normal normal working hours. You know, right? I mean, I, yeah. I would go after that type of thing. Um, it's a tough one, Bob. It, to yeah, me, it, it is. is. I mean, I, I mean, if you, I mean, you might have a sphere of influence. I mean, you might have family in areas that that were deployed in. In which case, you know, then you can work on that family referral basis if they have they're a great customer of somebody else. You know, right. so you can use that referral type of thing. But in, and the good news is, is in the beginning stages. Look, it takes a long time to get to the point. I mean, it used to take one or two or three years to get to that point of, of that seven-layer residual where it's starting to accumulate. So you have time to get those customers. You know, all all you need right now is five just to get things going, you know, and, and, and to show that it works. And so it's not that bad. I, I think, you know, that's where the upline, 
executive consultant or uh, and help. Said senior consultant can really help. You know, you there's a lot of great senior consultants out there right now. You know that like a Davy Moore, like a Pat Foot, like a Steve Hatch. You know, and uh, you know Dwayne Scott, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, such a Judge Palumbo and and all that 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 would have great ideas for that. But it's just something that people need to be aware of and not be intimidated by it, but just say, okay, this is my business. What am I going to do? You know, it's um, this is a this is a good business. It really is. Agreed, agreed. You know, I mean, I think probably the, I mean, if I was in a non-market area and let's say I didn't know anybody, there there are a lot of people out there that don't know anybody in an existing market. Um, I mean, I I would still probably look at doing the business, but I also would know it's going to take me longer. It's going to take me longer. Either I'm anticipating eventually they'll be in my market. Or what I'm yep. doing is I am going to think of when I'm traveling. You know, I'm I'm going to take a vacation in, in the Adirondacks. Well, while I'm up there, I'm looking to develop some short-term relationships. Or whoever it is that booked my trip or the hotel, if it's a local hotel I'm booking myself into or renting a boat or going on a tour in the area, my yeah. goal is going to be to start a relationship. Again, not to pitch them the business, right? but to right. start a relationship. Because that way, when I right. get back, I might send them a card or something. I said, "Hey, thanks. It was great. I'm glad we had a chance to meet. You know, here's a picture I took. It was fun. I can't wait to come back." And then leave it at that. And then, you know, a couple weeks later, send them something else. You go, you know, we had a conversation. And one thing you said really struck home with me, and that is the fact that you know, as much as you love what you're doing, it's still not enough. You know, I mean, right. those are the type of things that I would do, but I would also just accept the fact it's probably going to take you a little longer because you're out of a market area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But we've Excellent. all been through that. I mean, it's like whenever we open up our traditional you. markets. <laughs> well, you know, when, when I had the circuit board company back in the 80s and 90s, um, we we expanded from, we are in New York, Canada, and Pennsylvania. We ended up expanding to the entire East Coast. And someone would say, well, how'd you do that? I said, well, actually, I moved my family each time. You know, I moved them first down <laughs> to Hershey. That's why I got a place down there. And I moved them down to Hershey and uh, developed that market area. And then from that customer base and from impressing the suppliers with what we did in a short period of time, they would keep expanding my market. And then that's why I ended up in Richmond, Virginia, was because the same thing. And that's how I got AT&T and all the big customers we got. But, you know, you had to commit to it. You know, I know that uh, Ryan Gould, who just went EC, I know he committed to that. He moved himself from North Carolina, moved his whole family up to Connecticut. You know, but wow. most people, that's yeah. really tough to do. You know, I I, yeah. I, I like it, but it's well, tough. I, well, I started uh, the business, and NYSEG wasn't opened. And I correct me if I'm wrong, I think Rob Utter, when he started, RG&E wasn't open, was it? Correct. No, it wasn't yeah. open. Yep. So it can be done. You know, it just you just have to focus in on it. That's the whole thing. Well, there's no question. Listen, I want to do my, my shortened version of the brain hurts, and then we'll do a quick wrap-up because, again, despite the fact that every night we say, I wonder what we're going to talk about, Bob. You know, next thing you know, we look at the time, and we're we're wrapping it up as always. But let me go ahead and do this because I had a little bit awesome. of fun with this one. And I think it will hit the home base and everything we've said. So you can uh, you can sit tight for a second, Bob. All right, give me the teacher. 
Well, this is Dave Walkerson, and you're going to hear why my brain hurts now. My brain hurt, and no, it's not always because I'm angry, not always because I'm ticked off at somebody, even though, you know, many times that's been the case. Sometimes what makes my brain hurt is something as simple as watching people lose hope. You know, and I think our responsibility to them as a leader is to make sure that you don't give people false hope. And what I mean by that is exaggeration. You know, so many times somebody will say, well, you know, if you join this, if you do this, you're going to make a million dollars, you're going to make $10,000 a month, you're going to make, you know, and again, they, they create this dream. And I understand that, you know, because the dreams are good. The dreams are what drives all of us. As long as those dreams, though, are within a legitimate reach. You know, your dreams can change. So there's nothing wrong with working with someone saying, you know, I know you want to get get a new boat, right? I know that E.C. That e. Pat Flander, that was a dream of his, and he got it just last year. You know, it took him a while. Is that a bad thing? Now, does he have different dreams now? Sure he does. But imagine instead if the dream that you were you were pushing on someone like Pat was a yacht. You're going to have your own yacht with a crew, maybe a helicopter pad. You can do that because that's what this business will do for you. And the reality of it is, you know what Pat wanted? He wanted freedom of having his own boat. And that doesn't have to be a 56-foot yacht. It could be a 19-foot runabout that he can pull his family around, have a great time, and feel good every time that he starts it up knowing he owns it. That's what makes my brain hurt. Exaggeration. Don't do that. Help someone fulfill a dream. If their dream gets bigger, fantastic. But make sure that that original dream is something that they can obtain with this business. So that's it tonight, Bob. What do you think of that one? I love that. that that's awesome. I mean, I think the the biggest key about our business is most people get into business to make just a few hundred dollars a month. And so we have an obligation to help them get that accomplished, you know, so they can believe that. And then once they believe it and they realize it and they get to that couple hundred dollars, maybe 300 maybe 400 then it's just a matter of just saying, okay, what do we have to do to roll up our sleeves and make it five or make it six? Or maybe that's all that they need and all that they want. Yeah. You know, it's up to them. But, no, I, 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 uh, exaggeration drives me crazy in this business. And, uh, you know, we're, we, uh, you and I both want, the people that we touch to experience what we are, we've been very fortunate. And, um, you know, and that's what we're we're hoping to, to help people get to. Yeah, I mean, that's another big reason, you know, why we're doing the show. And I think anybody who's listened to our last 20 episodes, 21 tonight, um, they'll know that we've all, we, we tell it, we, we tell it truthful and we tell it straight up. Um, like we always said, we kid that eventually we're going to get in trouble. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Because, again, as long as I know that what we're doing is what you know, we believe deep in our heart is uh, the right way. And, again, we've had the success. You know, we've had the success traditionally, and we've had the success in network marketing. So people can say what they want to say, but we've had the success. You know, so there's got to be a little morsel of what Bob and I say that you can, you can attach to what you're doing, and it's going to help you. Maybe not everything. And I don't think you should ever take everything from one person. Or from one system, I think you've got everything. It's got to be bits and pieces, you know, yes. bits and pieces, right, Bob? Yeah, I agree with you 100. percent So, Bob, you know, Excellent. we're wrapping it up a little bit. 
and we talked about, you know, the 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 solid connection, short time frame, how do you connect with people? And I think, you know, to sort of give people a little bit of an insight about the customer aspect of it. I did find my customers by being a great customer. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I've also found my consultants by being a great friend. You know, so yeah. And that happened, again, it's not like I just contacted someone out of the blue and said to them, hey, listen, I'm doing this. Let's make a million dollars together. Let's join in. Here it is. You know, instead, it was someone that I may have known 20 years ago, like Tim Boland, that I kept in touch with. And again, it doesn't mean that we're together all the time. It might mean that every year or so, we're on the phone chatting. You know, but we kept in touch. And then when the time was right, when it made sense, that's when that great friend of mine became a fellow business partner in in this business, and uh, that's what's been exciting for me, Bob. You know, no question about that. Yeah, it's it's a fun run, isn't it? <laughs> it is. We're it having is. some and fun. I think it's, hey, it's, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to Jonah's Undersea Lodge. That's all I can tell you. I want to talk to you about uh, booking that. Well, I, I bet you do. I don't like the idea of someone hearing what I'm thinking. No one likes the idea of hearing what you're thinking. <laughs> well, and we know we don't want to always hear what you're thinking, but you know, people don't understand. What did he say? Underworld? Under what? And I said, no, no, it's, it's, it's just, again, Bob and I have a lot of fun with what we do, not only in business, but in life. So we're hoping that you enjoy yourself with all of us. Because we do this every Thursday night, right, Bob, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Sheep Time. That's my little fun pun. But we do this because we want to help as many people as possible. And the show's success is really taking off. Someone once told me, they said, you know what, you could try anything you want to. But until you have success, I don't know if I can, you know, endorse it or, or make a positive comment about it. Well, we've got that dramatic success with this. And it's a lot of fun because... Again, what fuels Bob and I is hearing from everybody about one little thing we said each and every week makes someone smile. That's good enough for me. Is that good enough for you, Mr. Granger? Absolutely, Mr. Wilkerson. Well, you may say goodnight to everybody. I'll do our show close. And again, everybody, we'll see you again next Thursday night. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Good night. Ray. People will come, Ray. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course, we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. We'll pass over the money without even thinking about it. Where there's money they have and peace they like. Ray, just sign the papers. And they'll walk out to the bleachers. Sit in shirt sleeves on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along one of the baselines. So they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game. It'll be as if they dipped themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick that I have to brush them away from their faces. Ray, when the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray. 
You sell now or you lose everything. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, it's a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Ray, you will lose everything. You will be evicted. Absolutely not. So just like in Field of Dreams, sometimes it's okay to be just a little bit nuts because you may have a vision and a belief that no one else sees or can understand. But if you do, isn't that good enough? Well, thanks, everybody. We had another great night tonight on 2BlackSheepRadio.com. Once again, make sure you go to our site. We have a lot more information up there. We have every single show from show one. We're now on episode 21. So we're looking forward to doing a lot more of these because, as we said before, being a black sheep is not a bad thing. It just makes us a little bit more unique. See you all later. Bye-bye. Here today, gone today? The pace of change can be confusing. Then again, it can be inspiring. Every year, Harvard Business School Executive Education helps executives like you build the self-confidence and decision-making skills it takes to thrive on change. Fight change with change. Go. Start by going to hbs.me go. That's hbs.me go. Up to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.